Hello and welcome back to Onto the Ball. I'm your host Scott Nicholl. I'm joined as always by James O.B. O'Brien and Travis Morgan. We're here to analyse the Manchester United 2 Crystal Palace 1 game from the weekend where Casemiro harnessed his inner Homer Simpson and strangled Will Bart Simpson Hughes to death to get a red card and be sent off um, in scenes that would shock the world. Travis, <laughs> Trav, take it away. What on earth was he thinking? It was like his his inner serial killer come out um, yeah. and throttled him. <laughs> it's a rush of blood. Obviously, the challenge um, from Jeffrey Slot seemed to antagonise a lot of the lads and everyone ran over. There was a big fracas, everybody throwing some handbags and stuff. Casemiro seemed to go in and, and approach Will Hughes and put his hands sort of on his shirt, but but it was like this, and he sort of dragged him away. It was weird how we did it. He seemed to, like, bobble away, and I couldn't really get what was going on. But without, without the replays, you would not have seen it. That was the That's the good thing about VAR, because if you watched it live, you didn't see anything happening. Because I was just, like, texting some people on another group chat, and I was just, like, saying, oh... What what went on there? That was a poor challenge. And then they, then all of a sudden they said, oh, they're going to review this Casemiro violent conduct. And I was like, what violent conduct? I didn't say anything. And then obviously when they were showing the replays on the screen, I'm like, seeing Casemiro like this, I'm like, oh, no, it's 100% stick on red. And I knew once he put his hands up and he crossed that line, there was no turning back. So that really did change the game as well. I was panicking from that point, if I'm honest with you, because the goal... From Palace came about five minutes after that incident and it was with 15 minutes to go which is a long time with 10 men even at home then the anxiety started to kick in a little bit but up until that point the first 60-65 minutes I thought we were excellent like I thought we was moving the ball well the tempo was good we got the early goal with the penalty which was a clear penalty again VAR taking so long to make a simple decision I just think they just need to improve how they conduct VAR, whether it's how they communicate with the fans while decision-making processes are being made. They just need to quicken it up. Like, I don't understand why the ref can't just go straight to the screen. Like, why do they need, like, a two-minute conversation and then say, go and look at it? They just need to say, go and look at it straight away. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Go and have a look. It's him that's making the decision anyway. Do you know what I mean? They don't need to review it at Stockley Park for two minutes and then say, look at it. If he's not going to give the penalty, do you know what I mean? Just let, just say to him, we think we've seen something. Go and have a look at it. Take a minute to make that decision. Thirty seconds to a minute. He goes and looks at it. Take thirty seconds, and you turn in a minute. You turn in four minutes into a minute and a half. Do you know what I mean? It just speeds everything up. Communicates with the fans. And that's the one thing I think at Old Trafford we sort of need if we're going to sort of sort of revolutionise our stadium is a big screen. It just helps so much. I think it would help so much with the fans and the connection. And I think it's something that all stadiums sort of need to look into. Obviously, it's a lot of money and where you put the, put the big screen. But I think it just helps. You have it in rugby and it's just so easy to just identify. It just works, stuff. doesn't it? It does. It works. It works for everyone. It's just dead clear. But yeah, back to the game. I thought we were excellent first 60 minutes. Moved the ball really well. Got the early goal. But it was always a game where I thought we did need the second goal. It had a similar feel and a similar pattern to the game at Selhurst Park where we drew one each. I was a little bit like anxious about Palace potentially equalising or scoring um, and getting back into the game. But I think 
once the Rashford goal went in, which was beautifully worked, I think there's like 14, 15 passes in the build-up going actually came on. Vegos actually came off after 60 minutes and he put Rashford up top, brought Garnacho on. And I think that change sort of gave us a little bit more speed and attack, a little bit more threat and behind, which we needed because Palace were defending quite deep. And we just moved the ball, a couple of little bits of combination play and a, and a cross from Luke Shaw and Rashford turned it home. And I thought, yeah, we're comfortable at this point. Really, really good. I thought, yeah, definite three points, which we went on to get in the end. But the last 15, 16 minutes were nervy. And and I'll get on to De Gea in a minute and, and his antics in the last 15, 10, 15 minutes. But after they scored, I'm not saying there was an onslaught from Palace, but it, the game could have went any way from that point. The thing is, as I said on the last stream, Casemiro is 31 next week, isn't he? Do you think yeah. he's done that on purpose to have his birthday off? <laughs> I don't. A la Neymar. Anyway, I hope not. He's so, he's so key for us. And... Even with Sabitza coming in, he came on for a little little twenty minute cameo at the end and he did well. Naturally, Sabitza isn't a sitting player, he's not a holding midfielder, he's similar to Fred in that sense. Like he he's he's a little bit more advanced than Freddie as well. He likes to get in the box quite a lot and, and join in with the attacking players and stuff. So over these next three games I think we'll have enough to cope, but it's gonna be interesting to see the dynamic of the midfield without Casemiro in because he is actually our only natural number six that we've got the guy who's who can sit and use the ball so well. I think Sabitz has got very good very, very good distribution. His passing's very good. But again he's he's more of a an a box to box slash offensive minded player. So he's not really that natural defensive presence. So we are going to miss Casemiro without a shadow of a doubt. I expect us to cope, especially in the home games against Leeds and Leicester. I think the only game we will really miss is combative presence um, and, and that sort of hostile cop like atmosphere is Leeds away because it's it's a derby. Anything can happen in a derby and I think we will miss his presence in that game. I still expect us to win the game, but it's going to be interesting what plan. I think I've seen in the EFL Cup games when we've made a couple of late substitutions because the games have been comfortable. We've actually played Lindelof in holding midfield, which would surprise me if he played three games in there. I know Lissandro Martinez played there at Ajax quite a few times, similar to like the Daily Blind mode. He can play that holding role. Um, so we might go Martinez and Fred with Lindelof centre-half next to Varane. But I don't think he'll want to... Um, change that defensive unit, that back five, that's like not conceding many goals. So I can just see him just playing to beat. So that's why we bought him. I think he'll play next to Fred. And I think maybe Fred, because I expect us to dominate possession in those games, I think you'll see Fred as the one that sort of will be getting the ball off the centre-halves and trying to start play. So we're really going to find out how good Casemiro is, aren't we, Obi? When he's missing for three games, that's the, the measure of a big player when you really miss him when he's not there. Absolutely. And um, it'll be interesting to see whether um, the United fans, the United fan base is still tweeting about title challenges and <laughs> being in the title race afterwards. I mean, ju just uh, just on that now, Trav. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serious, oh, here, we go. here we go. Here we go. Let me get my popcorn. Question. Let me get my popcorn. One yeah, yeah. yeah, go on. Are you considering yourself to be in the title race? No. Big pause. Why? <laughs> why? Right, okay. Why? I'll, I'll give you the reason why. Because 
when the Europa League comes back in, I just don't think we've got the squad depth to really overhaul City and Arsenal. Now, if we were just chasing Arsenal, I'd say we'd have a, an outside chance. But when you're chasing two teams, I think it's always more difficult. Now, mathematically, what people are going to do is say, well, if City are in it, we're in it because we're only three points off and we can go level with City. Um, and, and, and people will say, well, there's no reason why United aren't in it. But Surely just... Ten Hag will bin off the Europa League, Trav. He will. Of course bin he will. Bin it off. He will. He will. He will. And then suddenly, you are, so by, by that very same thing, you are in the title race, then, aren't you? If he bins it off, you're in the title race. By your own reason for not being in it. We don't score. We don't. What we don't do is. Come we on, don't... give me an answer. Come yeah, on, all right. I'm, I'm saying no. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not saying no to. I'm not saying no to get out of it and protect myself. I'm genuinely saying no because we don't. We don't score enough goals when it matters. Like, does that make sense? Like the Palace game, that should never have been one each. Do you know what I mean? We've dominated most of that game. We don't kill teams off. Like Martial again didn't play Saturday injured. He only played 20 minutes in the week. We, like, we, we've not got a reliable goal-scoring striker. I know Rashford's on a, an absolute unbelievable streak. But if he doesn't score, it worries me. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it does worry me. Like, Anthony doesn't score enough goals at the moment. Garnacho doesn't score enough goals. Sancho's just come back into the team. Martial can't stay fit. Vegos has scored one goal and he's just come in. So I'm not going to judge him on that. But, like... We haven't got enough goal scorers. Whereas City, when they're on it, everyone scores. Do you know what I mean? Mares will get you 10. Bernardo will get you 7. Foden will get you 10. Haaland will get you whatever he wants to get you. Do you know what I mean? Alvarez comes on and bad. They've got the goals to, to make the difference in games. Do you know what I mean? Even though we might not lose games, we'll draw them one each or we'll draw them nil-nil. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's, that's why Arsenal are doing so well, isn't it? you got... Odegaard chipping in the goals. Party is Saka's got the got old 10, goal. Got 10. They've got 10. Yeah, has yeah. got like four or five. Edin Ketty has stepped up. He's he scored a couple against us. So it's like like you said, goals change games. Do you know what I mean? You can but, def- but, but looking looking at the league table again, my my view is right that them two teams above you have got to play each other twice. Now, a couple of draws in them games, which is not beyond the realms of possibility. You guys could be right in there. And, no, we could. We could. And we could. and that's that, that, happened. Yeah, and that's got to be the aim now. And therefore, that's got to be the keep winning the games, keep winning the games, hope that they start failing. They've both lost this weekend. You've won. So you've, you've got to be in it. You have another weekend like that, and you're right on top of them. And Trans. I know you want to defensively say you're not yeah. in it. Trav, just say you're in it but, so we can make a short and move on. <laughs> is that what you want from me, boy? Is that genuinely what you want? No, no, no. We want, we, want, we want you to have your opinion, mate. And if you say, don't think of it. And if you haven't got confidence in your team to see it through to the end of the season, mate, that's fair. No. <laughs> the thing is, look, look, the thing is, stranger things have happened. Do you know what I mean? We're playing well course, at the moment. Of course. We're on a very, yeah. very good yeah. run. Do you know what I mean? 13 home wins on the spin. Do you know what I mean? We're on a great run. 
Arsenal's the only game we've lost in about 16 games, obviously the draw to Palace and stuff. Um, so stranger things have happened, but I just think it's just a little bit of a bridge too far. Do you know what I mean? If we didn't start the way we did, losing those first couple of games and stuff like that, then I think we'd be right in the mix. And obviously that Arsenal game just gave that little bit of breathing space to them. Do you know what I mean? If we would have drawn at Arsenal and beat Palace, do you know what I mean? You would have taken another three points off Arsenal. We'd be would have been right up there, do you know what I mean? Um, with them still to play each other, and I, I would have felt a little bit more optimistic. It's not impossible, but it's very unlikely. I think it's very unlikely because because we're we're eight off, we're still eight off Arsenal, and they've got a game in hand. And look how well we look at the run we've been on. That's how far behind we were. Arsenal went on a fantastic run before they lost to Everton. Do you know what I mean? They was just blasting everyone. They drew. Uh, they've drawn one game. I think, apart from that Newcastle and, and one other, I can't remember now. And they've won the rest, do you know what I mean? It's, it's City-style it's city form. Liverpool, when they won the league, it's that kind of run Arsenal were on, do you know what I mean? So it's going to take a lot for us to overhaul that. Um, so, so again, I'm saying no because I just don't think that's likely. As much as I'd love it, I would absolutely love it if we came back and won this league. It would be unbelievable feeling. But I just think it's a bridge too far. Banter aside. There you go, Scott. There, there. There, there's your short. You well, can, uh, I would absolutely Kevin, love it. Send Kevin <laughs> Keegan. <laughs> Kevin Keegan, isn't it? Let me get the headphones on, boy. <laughs> brilliant. Oh, brilliant. But yeah, look, banter aside, um, I think you're just short of a, a bit of a monster up top, Trav. Uh, yeah. An upgrade on Veghorst and Martial. I think that's probably what will, as you say, you don't score enough in the in the big games or when it matters. Um, but anything could happen. Anything could happen. Um, I'm slightly happy that you've got the win on Saturday because I had Man United in last man standing, so I'm through to the next round on that. Um, nah. But I'd have happily lost that tenner for used to drop points. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't even benefit us anymore, OB. We're so far off it. Uh, not to turn it back into a Liverpool, no, no, uh, no. A Liverpool episode, but... Top four's gone for us. You, you agree with me on that? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I think that um, I think they'll be interesting to see because I don't think the top four race is over. So I think really? as much as United fans are looking up, I think then Newcastle, Spurs, any sort of drop off, and that could get really, really interesting again very quickly, especially with the teams that are playing each other over the coming weeks, and and, and obviously Tottenham getting that massive win against City. I think it's really sort of put into focus that it could go any way and any sort of dip off, lose a couple of games in a row and you could be looking over your shoulders again, which is really, really interesting. I don't think No, the top I three, I, for me, the top three is boxed I, off. You see, see if I, I think the top two are, are nailed on. I think United are almost there. Yeah, they have got the ability. If you look at some of the games they've got left, they have got games where they could easily lose it. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Newcastle fare. The only thing I would say is I think the size of Newcastle squad, I think there might be a bit of drop-off, but we'll wait and see. Um, like They've say, drawn Spurs, four back the last five Newcastle, haven't they? They have dropped off a bit. And I'm wondering if that's just the fact that the squad isn't quite as big and as strong and as deep as some, some of the other teams, and you can see them starting to tail off as the season goes on. 
I, I quite like the way they play, and I like the atmosphere that they're creating up at St. James's Park. I'm not so sure about the owners. I'm a little bit jealous, I think, of that situation. But they are they are good to watch normally, and I think they have dropped off a little bit. But I like the way that they're going about the football. The difference between Newcastle and United, I can see, is they're very similar in terms of both very, very good defensively and don't score lots and lots of goals and nick games like 1-0, one, 2-1s one and stuff like that. Like Callum Wilson, they bought Isak and they've not been able to keep him fit. They spent a lot of money on the £60 million and he's been in and out of the team. He got injured. St. Max has been injured. And apart from Callum Wilson... There's not many goals in their in their front line. That's the thing, and it's similar. I think the difference between them and us is literally Rashford. Do you know what I mean? Rashford. Yeah. Is yeah. The difference between the two teams in terms of we can rely on Rashford to win us a game, even when we're not playing well. He is that star man that we've got at the moment. That sort of turning games on its head. He scored the winner against Palace. He scored the winner against City at home as well. And I think he's that guy who we can really rely on. Maybe Isak will be that player for Newcastle. We don't know yet. It's still early days in his Newcastle career. Like I said, they spent a lot of money on him. But I think if he, if Newcastle are going to really start consolidating themselves as like a European, like a Champions League force. I think they're going to need more goal scorers in their team. Uh, back to the Man yeah, United Palace game. I didn't even see the starting lineup, Trav. I've seen the highlights, of course, and I've seen mm. um, Casemiro try to murder Will Hughes. But other than that, did uh, Jaden Sancho play? Is he still back? Is he? Yeah, he, he was play? on the bench. He came on. Yeah, he came on in midweek against Forest, and then he was back on the bench and. Um, he came on late on, but again, it, because we only had 10 men, it was a case of us like sort of bringing on a few other defensive players. Maguire got on again, got the armband off Bruno. I think I think that's all he loves. He loves doing it, doesn't he? Like, that's the thing. He ain't, he ain't going to leave. He ain't going to be sold. He will leave until his contract runs down. He's just happy to be there, isn't it? I He's did just, say that it. to you three years ago, didn't I, Travis? I did, yeah. I said, yeah. you'll get nothing for him. You'll leave on a free at the end of his contract. That's how awful it's he is. It's annoying when he comes on. And he I seen the tweet. Was it you that... Yeah. Did you retweet it? Someone tweeted. That. Someone yeah. tweeted Harry Maguire running on the pitch straight up to Bruno Fernandez to grab the armband off him is really starting to annoy me. It makes me feel sick. <laughs> it's but, confidence. Man, I know I'm thinking this as well. Like, if we do go and win the EFL Cup, it, will he lift it? Yeah. Of course he will. Of course he will. <laughs> I will turn the TV off before we lift it, mate. I ain't watching him lift it, mate. <laughs> Mate, that's a that's an eighty million pound defender. You cannot swag him off. Come on, <laughs> that was uh, a sound investment, wasn't it? Ob, listen, years before you met Travis uh, and we started onto the ball, Travis said that he wants Maguire to come in and have the same type of effect as Virgil Van Dyke, and I was like, Are, are you mad? mad? What is wrong with your eyes? Can you not see his rickety legs and he's got no pace? And oh, oh it, was, it was funny. It's his, it's his turning circle, isn't it? It's his oh, turning circle, really poor, and his ability to, to, to swing the turn. He can't move his feet, can he? Can't yeah, no, he can't. So much of a lack of agility, it's a joke, to be honest. Yeah, but you but... see, Jamie Carragher doesn't have to go for Man United and Harry Maguire, do they? Because they're allowed to make mistakes and just paper over that mistake of another. 200 million on a couple of centre-backs 
But that's I get the feeling that I get the feeling I get the feeling that Jamie's really upset you, Scott. So um, I'm just I'm, picking up that vibe. I'm going to be tweeting the link to our video, and I'm going to be tagging him. And I hope he calls me up like he did Talksport with Adrian Durham that time and Man. questions my comments because I'll have him on this podcast. Tear him you, apart. Yeah, you really battered him in that video. I can't believe it. Like not that not that you called him out, but like it, it, that he hit a nerve with them words. Not just to you. I think a lot of the fan base were quite. I um, was talking on behalf about. of Jurgen Klopp. That's the way I feel. Um, but anyway, listen. It's been good talking to you boys. Man United, another three in the bag to help them with a title push. Ob. Yeah. Um, We'll probably be back Thursday to preview the weekend's games. Liverpool have got Everton, which I do expect them to raise the game, um, which will just further compound the, the weirdness of the last couple of games. But we'll have to wait and see. Trav, who have Man United got? And when Leeds, is it? Leeds away on Sunday because we play them Wednesday as well. So we would have played Leeds at home by the time the next podcast kicks in. So it Both in the league? Both in the league, yeah. The home and away? We scheduled, remember, we missed two games when the Queen died. Most teams missed one. So we missed two. We missed Leeds and one other, I think it was City, and they both got rescheduled. So, yeah, we've got Leeds in the week Wednesday. We I think just really sat Jesse Marsh. Yeah. Oh, new, new manager. They need a new, new manager, manager in Do you know who they're new? Do you know who's taken over temporarily? It's that Chris Armas who was Ranić's assistant. Yeah. That's going to who the players were calling Ted Lasso. So that's going to be so interesting. <laughs> that's going to be interesting. It's a weird dynamic, but yeah. I've seen Bielsa's link to go back there. Yeah. Surely not. Uh, they can't. They can't re-employ him again. They'll go straight down. Yeah, he, silly. Yeah, go straight down. They need another Sean Dyche type, Allardyce. Don't be surprised Big Sam gets the call, mate. <laughs> Frank Lampard straight in. Steven Gerrard. You have that, OB? Steven Gerrard in at Leeds? I'm not having Steven, Steven Gerrard as a top <laughs> top notch manager. Are you know I'm not. I never ever had. <laughs> well, Jesus, what? What? The, the guy who took Cardiff down <laughs> and then landed a big job. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, some of these guys, I mean, they just they, they just shouldn't be managing football clubs. It's not that level. That's my view. You know who has been softly linked and the fans are kicking off? Vincent Company, who's flying at Burnley in the Championship, and all the Burnley fans are going wild, saying they better not come for Company. I um, I actually, I've seen a couple of Burnley games recently that have been on the telly, and I've seen bits of Bob. They play some amazing football. He's completely transformed the way the team play, the way they approach a game. They are battering everybody. Yeah, he's got them cooking, just, hasn't he? Why would he oh, want to leave that? Yeah, exactly. You think you want to see it through, win the title. You're in the Premier um, League. There you go. Yeah. You're in the Premier League, and yeah, yeah, have a good first season, and then you get your big move, don't you? Yeah. Lads, it's been a possibly, pleasure. Possibly Pep. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he leaves Man City now, they're skin and getting a ninety-point yeah. 90 deduction. Um, <laughs> guys, if you made it this far, don't forget to like and subscribe to hear more ramblings by me or more educated views by my colleagues James and Travis. So we'll see you in the next video. Obi, Trav, it's been a pleasure. Cheers, Cheers lads.